she's a good girl Loves her mama, loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl She's crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too It's a long day Living in Reseda There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy don't even... What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. And, wow, today, <laughs> Trump, this whole trial that took place Let's break this down real quick, okay? It's not even what I have in my notes, but obviously this is definitely something that has to be brought up. Now, keep in mind the way in which this case was brought. She had an enemy of Trump, someone who hates Trump's guts, that fit the bill, who paid for it, uh, uh, her legal fees in order to take this as far as it went. So you had him behind it. You had that guy behind it. You had this lady with no evidence. None. Zero evidence, people. Get that through your... Just think about that for a second. Someone comes up to you after more than a decade and says, you did this to me. I have no evidence of it except for my word. I don't remember what year it happened. I don't remember the details. But you did it. And you get found civilly negligent of uh, abuse and, and, and all the... This is not the America that we're supposed to live in. We, we require something in a court of law that we've always required in a court of law. It's called evidence. You had no physical evidence. Where's your dress? Where's any of the things? That, I mean, come on. This is this is ridiculous. And when I heard and when I heard the liberal media coming out saying that he didn't have a basis for appeal, yes, he does. There's no evidence. The only evidence you guys brought forth was this lady's word. The same lady who can't remember the year it happened. This is the most ridiculous legal case I ever saw brought before a judge at all, ever. So she claims that Trump, uh, 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 you know, uh, defamed her character or uh, assassinated her character when he denied the rape took place. How dare you deny that you raped me, even though I have no evidence, even though I don't know what year it happened. Even though I don't remember and can't recount the exact details. But it happened. Just take my word for it. And they did. Now he got found uh, not guilty of the rape. But they wanted to stick a little something to him. Obviously this is something that digs. People ask yourself a question. If Trump wasn't running for president. And if he never ran for president. Would any of this have happened? Any of it? The answer is no. He's no friend to the neocons. He's no friend to the radical left. And he calls it as he sees it. 
and he doesn't play the the game that other politicians play. They want to return to establishment politics. Establishment right wing, establishment left wing. So that you don't know when you're lying to because they're in cahoots together. They're both playing you. You don't know who to believe. They want to return to that. They want to return to George Bush. They want to return to Bill Clinton. That's what they want. Because in those types of presidencies, you're not asking questions. And the media is on your side no matter if you're right or left. The only time the media is not on your side is when you're not establishment. When you're not establishment. So when you see the media assassinating the character of people and putting them down and going after them relentlessly, it's probably because they're a good person. It's probably because that's the person you, you most likely want in office. Ron Paul. Donald Trump. And, and I'll be honest with you guys. Um... I love Ron DeSantis for the things that he's done for Florida, but I do have a problem with the way that uh, this whole thing went down with uh, him uh, running for president against Trump. And and let me explain why, because I know people on here may have mixed feelings about it. And I'm not saying I, I despise DeSantis because I don't. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that you were down in losing your election and you went to Trump for an endorsement. That endorsement pushed you over the top and, and catapulted your career to what you see today. To why the whole country knows your name. You, no one would know your name if Trump didn't show up for you and, and, and make sure that you get in the front door and you win your election. So what do you do when it's time for Trump to go finish what he started the, 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 the guy that you went to to help catapult your career, you come along and run against him? That's what I, I don't that's what I don't get behind. If someone gets me hired at a company and I, and I come in the front door and I'm so grateful that I take his job, that's that's not loyalty. That's not loyalty. Um, and, and it's just something I think right now in this moment, what would serve uh, all of us best is if we got behind the candidate with one voice. Not all this. I, I don't think that's it right now. I think what's it right now is for us to get behind our candidate with one voice and, and say it very loud because that's how change happens. Change doesn't happen. When everyone completely just goes off and does whatever they want to and backs whoever and it's different and everyone's fighting. There's no change that takes place there. But if you take a look at the things that Trump's done for this country over the past several years, you look at his, his accomplishments and his accolades. You have, to, you have to admit he was a great president. Not one of these scandals that everyone seems to dislike him for ever came to fruition or ever actually was proven to be anything. Even this thing today, regardless of what those knuckleheads in uh, New York said, you know, they, they convened a jury. We don't know the jury's names. They never had, they never went through a typical jury selection. So, you know, what, how do we know that that jury that they picked 
was not biased in some way, shape, or form, or it wasn't rigged. We don't. And you say, well, how, how, why would you even think that? Have you been paying attention to politics lately and what they won't do to, to, to frame Trump is on a very small, small list, a very tiny list. We just watched Sussman and Danchenko walk out of trials where they admitted guilt on the stand. They admitted guilt on the stand. We see the, the president covering for his son and himself and his family as he gets paid from China and Ukraine, and he's exposed at every front with all the, the wrongdoing he's, uh, 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 he's been taking part of. Uh, the conglomerate of LLCs moved, uh, uh, set up to shuffle money around from China and, U- China and Ukraine into the pockets of his family. The classified documents that he did not uh, ha- legally uh, have the right to have because he wasn't covered uh, by the PRA or the Presidential Records Act. He wasn't president at the time. Yet this man's still sitting there. He's still sitting in office. He's, he's committed several ethics violations while being there and yet he's still there it's it's really really something that has to stick in the crawl of people who are actually paying attention so on to other things we have a, a trans runner uh barred from the olympics and they she rips the world athletic commission and says basically um that he complied with the things that they said needed to take place, and and, and I want to I want to I want to get this correct. So it says doof, uh, doofus for the sake of this broadcast, uh, sounded off on the Washington's on Washington's decision to uh, to Reuter, citing the previous rules and regulations. Said trans uh, trans people and other athletes with different sex and development or DSD. Uh, could run in events between 400 meters and the mile if their levels of natural plasma testosterone were below 5 nanomoles per liter. Now, I don't know what that means or anything, but I imagine this is what they talk about when they, when they say, well, people that are uh, going through gender-affirming uh, gender affirming care, that they're taking medications to lower their testosterone and all these things, which makes it a little more fair. It doesn't make their bones any less dense. It doesn't make them have less oxygen in their blood. It doesn't, it's not enough to make it a fair game and not enough to make it a fair competition. And I'm absolutely uh, uh, elated that this commission came to that conclusion and banned transgenders from participating in women's sports. I, I think that it's exactly what needs to happen and we all need to follow suit. Why is it that these other countries don't have the same uh, resignations that we have with telling the truth. I sat and watched the, the, the president uh, of Liberia the other day say some things about same-sex marriage in her country that we used to say here about honoring our traditions and that uh, uh, marriage was between a man and a woman. This was never uh, a something that was partisan. They, both parties said it. It wasn't until recently that it's it's gotten to this level and now all of a sudden everybody forgot the way that what they said five years ago now they don't feel any different but to say what they used to say it's unpopular now so they're going to hide it and they're not going to tell you what they really think because god forbid they actually have to defend one of their opinions 
or not be a coward. <laughs> so, in other words, uh, in, in other news, rather, uh, the Biden climate uh, eco-terrorist dealio that he's on right now is, uh, it's, it's coming to fruition. And he's pushed this uh, Green New Deal agenda and shoved it down our throat. He called it the Inflation Reduction Act. And since then, he's gone after gas stoves. He's gone after air conditioners. He's gone after gas-powered cars. And now he's going after dishwashers. Now, when did government overreach get to that level where you can tell me what appliances I can have in my house? People, does anyone remember that this is America where we came to for less government intervention in our private lives so that we didn't get taxed to death? Remember George Washington's first letter to the government? Get your hand out of my pocket when he wrote the king. People, we've lost our way. And we've let the have-nots take the ball and they got the ball. It, it, this, this country is about you coming here, standing on your own two feet, and making something of yourself. It's not coming here trying, and if you fail, don't worry about it. Your neighbors got you. Now, philanthropy is always something that we should all take part in, helping our neighbors when they're down. But to do it at the end of, uh, of some kind of rule of law or, or, or an extra tax that you have no say in, no. No, absolutely not. This is not what we're supposed to be. It's not what we're supposed to do or stand for. Then you're no longer a free country. This airhead policy that Biden just came up with to allow people that don't have great credit scores to piggyback on yours so you end up paying more? That's crazy. It's socialism. That, what did I say? You cannot have a socialist or Marxist-style government in the United States without first overthrowing the old system. And for that reason, it is sedition. So you can never have a Marxist or socialist society, a real one, in the United States of America. Because to, re to enact those policies, you'd have to overthrow the current free market system. And a lot of the rule of law constitutionally, Bill of Rights and Amendments that go along with it have to be turned on their head. You can't do it. And... And if anyone tries, we have provisions in the Constitution for that, too. So, yeah, th this, is, this is absolutely the dumbest thing I've ever heard a president do. At the same time, he's trying to raise the debt ceiling. We'll get into that a little bit later. So they can't stay in their budget. So what do you do when you don't have enough money and you need to borrow more and you don't have enough? You, you let the people run across the border willy-nilly. And, and then... For your people that you don't have enough resources for because you're trying to borrow money from other countries and world banks to sustain, you kick those people out of housing complexes and move illegal immigrants into those housing complexes and turn your back on the base that's currently here, the, the American people that are currently here. You go and you help out immigrants and turn your back on your own countrymen. But I hope those countrymen wake up. I hope they understand that's who the Democratic Party is. And when they are no longer the, 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 the people that they can stand on to get a little taller, and they're no longer of any use to them, they'll be tossed aside. They'll be just thrown aside. When, when the immigrant in, in, the, in the black community, I think Candace uh, Owens said it best, you got a very short period of time before your vote doesn't matter. 
Right now, they're they're going after your vote left and right and virtue signaling to the best of their ability. And whenever there's a tragedy that or something they can say there's a, it's a tragedy, they can jump on and, and make themselves look well or the champion of a cause. They're going to do it. But wait until those that cause is something different. And that you start complaining about the immigrants in your community and how the, the level of uh, education has gone down in your community as a result, how the jobs in that are disappearing in your community, how the hospitals are being overran, and and you start complaining about it, you just turn I, black is the new white. That's what it that's what it really you know say orange is the new black. Well, since this is how liberals like to paint white folks. Since this is how liberals like to paint white folks, what you're going to learn on the liberal side of things is that you are getting ready to be treated exactly the same as the people they complain about. There's, there is very little time for your vote to actually matter. And you need to get on the right side of things because you're not going to get someone in an office that is a Democrat that cares about building up your cities, that cares about getting rid of the crime. They've already proven they're not. Defunding the police. Get the police out of the community. We don't want to protect them. And then make it sound like it's their own idea. And defund the police. And, may, and, and sell it as something good. No, it's not good. What do you mean? Is it, is it good when you can't get a police officer to come to your house and help you if you've been robbed? Or, or <laughs> there's just a million things that could go wrong with not having access to enough protection in areas that are riddled with high crime. When the criminals become the new victims, who gets hurt most? The working class. And especially the, 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 lower, the, the, the more impoverished or economically challenged lower class that are in those areas. You're going to learn what we've been trying to tell you for the longest time. It's never been about black and white. Not one time has it ever been about black and white with the Republican Party. It's always been about right and wrong and the truth and building up jobs and building up the community, standing on your own two feet, being seen as an individual. That's what we need to return to. We need to return to a country that looks at people as humans and treats them with a monicum of human kindness and decency and respect, and you see yourself as that individual. Back the return of things that uh, mattered, like the content of your character, like Martin Luther King said, that it's the content of your character and not the color of your skin that determines who you are. And CRT and all these things that came along recently have basically spit in that in the face of that. Where people want excuses, and when they can't stand on their own two feet, or they feel like, well, they, they said no, what else can I do? Well, use this excuse. That's what it is. Use this excuse. What else can I do? You know, it, it, and yes, sounds divisive. And it, but here's the thing, it's true. It's true. And, and no matter how many times... Uh, people try to make excuses. It's still true. It's still true. If I can stand on my own two feet and I can do all the things for myself that I don't need the government for, then I'm not going to complain. 
But the moment that I, I don't have, uh, I don't get uh, ushered into the next room and they don't have a ribbon cutting ceremony for the place when I show up and, and, and I'm just beating my head against the wall and I'm trying, but I'm failing, but I'm trying. When I stop, I just make excuses for why I failed. But I blame everyone else, not me. Not my approach, not my education, not my resume, not my past work experience. But when I showed up to the Bureau of High-Paying Jobs, they said no. It must be because I'm a female, because of whatever reason that people want to give for not being. I'm short, I'm tall, black, I'm white, I'm Asian, I'm Latino. I'm from here, I'm from there. No, people, no. It's your own two feet. Stand on them. You are a man or a woman that has a brain that's able to think and do for yourself. You don't need anybody else. You don't want to become that kind of slave where you are dependent on what someone else does for you. It doesn't matter if it's the government or your neighbor. Do for yourself. Stand on your own two feet. Get some independence. You'll feel much better about yourself. I promise you that sense of accomplishment will do so much for your self-esteem. There's nothing better in this world than uh, standing on your own two feet and doing something for yourself and knowing you've succeeded because you put your mind to it and you did what you're supposed to do and no one did it for you. Promise you that. Now, everyone remember this guy, George Santos? George Santos uh, was a Republican in New York. He ran, and he pulled a bunch of Joe Biden stunts. He told a fictitious story about his life and his history of coming up in uh, quite a few fibs. Now, keep in mind, I'm all for this guy losing his seat. He lied to get it, and people probably would have voted a different way if he wouldn't have lied. Facts. Right and wrong needs to mean more than right and left. I don't care that he's a Republican. This is not what he should have did to get the seat. And it doesn't matter uh, uh, that he is a Republican. He should be, uh, he should have to vacate that seat. You know, he lied, and that should count for something. Now, at the same time I'm saying that, I say hold Joe Biden to his lies. He has actually, <laughs> he has taken someone else's entire life, written it down in a speech. It wasn't even his life. And he gave an entire speech that he plagiarized. And he's done this multiple times. All these corn pop stories and all this riding the train and all uh, all those things were lies. Uh, 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 his roots in the civil rights movement and marching with the civil rights. He didn't do any of those things, people. He didn't do any of those things. They were all proven to be 1,000% false. But he still holds his seat. He's still president. So I say, yes, if you want to go after George Santos, I'm with you 100%. But let's also kick Biden's ass out of office too. Let's hold him to count for his lies. Let's call him out on what we know he's lying about. And we don't need reporters at MSNBC starting interviews off with, sir, I know you weren't involved with your son's businesses, but when you know that's a lie, can't say that out right out in the front. That made me so mad. I've been talking about it for three days. I just want to shake the shit out of the reporter. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Listen, 
you you can't do this without having uh, some type of an emotional reaction to these things that you actually care about. You give a damn about what's going on. So you 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 have skin in the game. You actually take the time to go and read the news and figure out what's going on. Go and read the bills. Look at these things for yourself and make up your own mind. And when you see these ignorant things happen that people do, and you know it's willful, you know that they meant it, you know they knew they were lying when they said it, but they still said it. And I think they should be called out on it. I think they should be called out on it every time it happens. It's, it's not enough for someone to sit there and act as if they're high and mighty, and they know more than everyone else. But to have that kind of attitude and, and lie, intentionally lie. CNN, full of liars. Full of liars. They admitted it on open mics on more than one occasion. They're, they're full, that whole thing with the Russia hoax, they knew it was a hoax, even as they were putting it on TV. But they've never been held to account for it. They've never gotten in trouble for it. Why? Doesn't, doesn't the, the, the term news organization mean anything to you? Now, I can understand if there are uh, people that are on anchors and such that have their own shows on your news network, and they have their own scripts, and they run something, and, you know, they say something they shouldn't say, and you get rid of the anchor that's not necessarily on the news, uh, uh, on the news uh, organization. But that's not what happened in the case of CNN. The technical producer admitted on camera and on an open mic that they knew that the stories that they were running were false. But they kept running them because it was good ratings and they didn't like Trump. That's the kind of people that you have reporting the news today. And they shouldn't be reporting the news. They shouldn't even be allowed. I ain't going to say anything more. I, you, know, I, you know, the First Amendment is one thing. But when someone trusts you, uh, to be someone delivering the facts to them, and they tune in, you should be held accountable for lies that you tell, especially when we know they're intentional and you ad you admitted they were intentional. Now, thank God uh, to the guys uh, over at, well, I shouldn't say that anymore. Thank God to James O'Keefe for going out and getting that done and getting that story and putting your neck on the line. And, and shame on those people at Veritas Project for what they did to James O'Keefe, who made them what they are, and then they turned on him. I mean, you should be ashamed of yourselves. And I hope he wipes the floor with you in any, in any venture he does from this point forward. I think you should disappear. Absolutely. McCarthy says no progress in debt ceiling talks with Biden. He says, I don't see any new movement. They showed up today, and the, the rhetoric was exactly the same as it was February 1, where they met and laughed. Nobody is willing to compromise. And all he's asking for is some spending concessions. If they raise the debt ceiling and they go and, and they get the Republicans to go along with it, he wants concessions. Stop spending us into oblivion. And they won't agree on it. They will not agree to not keep spending at the level they are. I mean, I don't understand why this is so hard. You do a budget at your house. You do a budget at your company. We do budgets for cities and states. 
I, I don't understand what is so hard about living within your means. Make decisions based off what you can, not what you will or you would want. You cannot keep doing it. It's not your money to spend, first of all. First of all, tax revenue comes in off the money that we go out and work for into the federal government, and that's what you should have to work with. If you spend above and beyond that tax revenue, what happens is you're stealing the money out of my back pocket. That's what inflation is. Inflation is a hidden tax. If inflation goes up 5% and I have $100, well, guess what? Now I have 95 So you're stealing. You're stealing from your own people. And airheads that don't get this through their thick skulls and think that he needs more money to be printed so they can continue to help them, he's not helping anybody. He's not helping the people coming across the border because once we get beyond a certain limit with China and what they're doing on the world stage, trying to overthrow the U.S. dollar, no one stands a chance. If that dollar collapses and we have a, a country full of immigrants, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, nobody in this country has ever lived, really lived like they live in third world countries. <laughs> America is the freest, most inclusive society in the world. And I think you people are getting ready to figure out what the differences are. I think there's, there's going to be some people in some places that are going to feel it first. People like Chicago, Baltimore, New York, Los Angeles, and others are going to feel it first. Because they're going to be the hardest hit. They're, they're the people that have the most need. They're the most impoverished. So you're going to feel it first. You're going to see it first. You people are going to get screwed over first. And you're going to start to see all of your resources and tax dollars go to people who aren't even from here while you get overlooked and, and, and pushed to the back of the line. They're already giving them Section 8 housing, rent vouchers, all the things that I absolutely know for a fact that people in this country have to be put on a list and wait for years to get approved for. They ran across the border and got it 10 minutes later. So you tell me if you think that's fair. And then explain to me why these people in these areas are still going to vote Democrat. I'll wait. This is ridiculous. And it's not going to change until people change. And unfortunately, people don't change until they have to. And evil doesn't retreat without being beaten back. And it's, it's going to take all of those things in order to change this. It's going to take that and more. So, in conclusion, people, we have President Trump today found liable in a suit where they had no evidence against him. Trans athletes were banned from the Olympics. Biden wants to come after your dishwashers. And the Democrats will not take a break from spending, even if we raise the debt ceiling. That's what's happening today. And I got one more doozy for you. Tucker Carlson is going to go on a free speech platform. He's going on Twitter, and he's going to start his show over there. And he says it's going to be different than everything he's put out up until this point. And something that he's been wanting to do anyway. Uh, I heard him on Fox. So 
I can imagine what he might say if he's unmuzzled the rest of the way and he doesn't have those regulations to keep him uh, muzzled. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear what he's going to say. I really can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Uh, I, all I know is I'm there. I'm, I'm definitely going to listen. Um, I'm a fan. And uh, I can only hope uh, or aspire to be as good as he is at what he does at some point. Uh, but I absolutely love uh, the way that he approaches topics. I love the way that he uh, disseminates the information that he gets and breaks it down and unpacks it. For you and I, his point of view is something that you uh, definitely are not going to hear in many other places. As a matter of fact, I've never heard anyone like him. Uh, and, and this is the reason why Fox's uh, uh, ratings have just jumped off a cliff since he's left. So it, it'll ver be very interesting to hear uh, from Tucker. And I hope soon. I hope very soon. Uh, Elon Musk did come out and say that there was no deal pinned between him and Tucker. He'll be subject to the same uh, rules, regulations, and monetary uh, fulfillment that all content creators like myself are subject to. So um, he didn't get some uh, big, you know, golden parachute deal where he, he leaves Fox, he gets that, and then signs a big deal to go and, and bring his followers to uh, Twitter. He's standing on his own two feet. And, and I think that's more commendable. And, he has, and, and as a result, no one can control him. He didn't take money from anybody. He's doing this on his own. And I think that is commendable. And that's what I was preaching in the beginning of this podcast. Now, just to clarify, I want everyone to understand that the statements I made about standing on your own two feet and all these types of things were statements made in an effort to make sure that people understand that we are all individuals. Black and white doesn't matter, and neither does orange. <laughs> so leave Trump alone. Um, none of it matters, people. When you, when you go in and get a job, people should care about your skill set, your experience, your abilities, your willingness to go in there and get the job done. And that's all that should matter. And that's what I said. And that's what I'm saying. But I am tired of people virtue signaling and using a, their minority status as a way to manipulate people into giving them things that they don't deserve. And it doesn't matter if it's a, a race thing or if it's a transgender thing or if it's anything like that. People only should, people should only receive things that they worked for and that they're qualified for. Nothing should be handed to anybody. This is a free country. You're free to succeed and free to fail. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer. And as always, silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you again next time on the Patriots.